When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU. Uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. A little sneak peek to Fitz and Harry. I don't know. I might get the my ladies interest. may love you a little yeah. bit more. Well, I mean, I, I, like, I just don't know that it works with my persona. Maybe the ladies may love like, you a little I don't, bit more. I don't really walk into the room and have the swagger that Harry Douglas. Like Harry Douglas walks in and everybody's like, "There's a record scratch," and people are like, "Oh man, cool guy just walked in." Like we went to dinner last night, in New York. Everybody's looking over like, "Who's that guy? Who's that guy?" And they're saying the same thing with me. It's a record scratch. It's a different tone. And the "Who's that guy?" is like, "Who's that guy?" Like there's a, see, there's a difference. That's that, that's part of the charm uh, of what we're uh, what we're doing. You guys can hang out. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Harry Douglas, are you ready to have a little bit of NFL fun committee style? Ooh, let's do this. All right, let me explain to everybody what we're about to do. Uh, Harry and I both work a lot in the college football world. In fact, if you uh, watch any digital content, watch the Peach Bowl uh, this weekend uh, coming up on Saturday. Uh, an hour before the game, we will be live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, the ESPN app, all the digital places, the ESPN streams, uh, to do a little uh, pregame action on the digital side with Christine Williamson and a bunch of our friends uh, there for college football. So uh, because we cover college football so much, I, I thought it would be a fun exercise to take the college football playoff committee and apply those same rules to the NFL. Now, anybody listening that's not a big college football fan, the way the committee does it, they don't just tell you who the best team is. Like that, that'd be too simple to just say, well, this team has the best record, so they're in the college football playoff. No, they actually look at a whole body of work. So they're told to factor in good wins, bad losses, right? So a team might have a loss against a really bad team, and it knocks them down in the playoff uh, rankings. They're told to factor in head-to-head, although sometimes they don't. Great example this year, Tennessee beat Alabama, but in the final rankings, Tennessee ranked below Alabama because of a bad loss to South Carolina. See the exercise here? So all, it's not any one thing. It's a combination of all of them. So what we like to do on our show is we like to bring that committee in life to the NFL, apply those same standards of head-to-head, good wins, bad wins, the eye test, which Harry relies too much on, and we involve <laughs> the guys behind the glass also as one collective vote. So I get a vote, Harry gets a vote, the guys behind the glass get a vote, Shannon will be the voice for the guys behind the glass unless it gets particularly heated, and we'll figure yeah, out... It's, just a, it's a great possibility this is going to yeah. be a heated segment. We'll figure out who the top six teams in the NFL are. Shannon, uh, producer extraordinaire, you are new to this exercise with us. Does all of this make sense? Are you comfortable and ready, good sir? I was taking notes. I'm good. I'm ready. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Let's do this. So we are going to start the playoff committee with the team ranked number one, only because I think this is probably the easiest decision for all of us. I have, at number one, in my playoff committee, the NFL playoff committee, the entire league is up for grabs. The Eagles. Now, no Jalen Hurts coming off a loss to the Cowboys. It'd be really easy to dock them, but Gardner Minshew still played well in relief effort, and I still believe top and bottom, most talented roster. And if you look at the body of work over the whole of the season, I believe that they have proven themselves so far to be the best team. Harry, do you agree with the Eagles at number one? I agree. I agree with the Eagles being number one, Fitz. Okay, so we have two votes for the Eagles, but this is always up for discussion. Shannon, is the room willing to agree with us on the Eagles as number one? 
Look, come on. I'm I'm in this room with two Philly guys. Of course we're going to take Philly at number one. You know why? Because the Eagles got a team full of young bulls. And they're hungry, and they're ready to get this John started, all right? Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Yes, the loss, or, loss to the uh, Cowboys was a bad John, but it wasn't a super bad John. So they're going to bounce back, Ooh. and they'll be ready come playoff time. So he said, John, and I got to I gotta finish it with this. I just let it burn at the end of the Philly. Yeah. It is still my objective in life at some point to figure out how to properly use John just so I can continue to not use it properly. But that John seemed really John. So good John by you. I'm convinced John is actually like the word Smurfy in, in the, the Smurfs. Remember the Smurfs, how they were all like, oh, that's what? Smurfy. Everything was Smurfy. It's like, so Smurf replaced that any was the random Kermit word. The frog voice well, you, I, you know, I'm just saying that was my Smurf voice, too. It's really okay. all the same. My, my right. Smurf, my we have, Smurf. We have our number one team. John was John. Eagles. Okay. Uh, so we all agree the Eagles are number one. Harry, who's number two on your list? Number two on my list is the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, oh, oh! It's number two on my list. Okay. Uh, you don't care about defense, uh, clearly. Yeah, that's what, that's one of the reasons why the Cincinnati Bengals are on my team. I mean, you can't beat a team list. that you can't score on, so the 49ers are clearly number two, even though they have Brock Purdy as their quarterback. As you just argued with me last week when I tried to put the 49ers at two. Yes, yes. But you know what? What What is the but, committee chair? To, but, Boo Corrigan tells us every week that I, every week's a new look. It's all a, right. It's, and I trust uh, Joe Burrow more so than I do Brock Purdy. I do also. like So this is actually all snarkiness aside. This is a tough one for me because I think the 49ers defense has gotten so much wild respect. Like, let me be clear as a Raiders fan. I expect this weekend that the 49ers are going to take the, the Raiders back behind the shed, and they're going to grab a pizza paddle, and they're going to punish them for what they've done to me all season. Like, it is going to be an exhausting three hours of watching my favorite team get that ass So whooped. you have the Niners at two. I have the Niners at two cause because that defense I, is, is, is— I wouldn't mind putting the Niners at two. I, I can change. I can change my mind. Oh, okay. We already got a committee wavering. Uh, Shannon, how— I love the, the Niners. Wh- who do you guys have at two on, on your side of the glass? All right, we have the uh, Kansas City Chiefs at oh, number two. You oh. know why? Because we're tired of you guys pushing goalposts back on this Kansas City Chiefs team and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is the MVP. The Chiefs are, are one of the two best teams in the league, and let it be known. So we're going with the Chiefs in this room. Wait, 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 wait. But the Chiefs have a bad loss to the Colts, and this is the committee. I got to factor in a bad loss to the Colts. How do I do that, Shannon? Yeah, but you also factor in the best player in the room all the time when you're, you're in these committee meetings. I mean, do you? Yeah. I mean, because he lost to Joe Burrow, you know, the guy with those grapefruits. Yeah, he, he did lose to Grapefruits Burrow. Are we working on getting Grapefruit Trophy? We're going to get Grapefruit Trophies made. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, I can't put – I don't even have Kansas City at three on my list. I have Kansas City at four on my Kansas list. City at well, four it's been too. a rough list day for you already. Well, yeah, I mean, right. yeah. you I mean, I think get y'all out. a little, little biased, Pat, because you and James are very, very close. And, you know, you want to pick the Kansas City Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes. I oh, understand that. No, no, no. I but, hate James. But I'm telling y'all. Number two either has to go to the Cincinnati Bengals or the San Francisco 49ers. So, so I'm going with the 49ers. I'll go with you, Fitz. The San Francisco 49ers, if you look back at their, their year, uh, they did get beat. San Francisco 49ers did get beat head-to-head to the Chiefs. That was a, diff- that was a different time. I, I know, but I was, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just you know playing devil's advocate here. They did get beat uh, by the Chiefs, but they have uh, reeled off what their, their last several wins over Washington, over the Seahawks, over the Bucks. Uh, the Dolphins' win looks like it's a pretty good win. Yeah. They are beating up on some second-level teams, and they have a loss to the Broncos, and the Broncos are really bad. That's, 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 that's mm. a bad loss. Mm. I'm not talking Harry into to moving. 
I mean, this I can't put the Chiefs at two. Can you? I mean, I'm not. The Chiefs have the the Chiefs' big loss to the Colts is inexcusable in the college football playoff committee mind. Like that's the one thing. Like who's the Chiefs? Let's see. The can, Chief- I, can I tell? Can I explain to y'all why I don't have the Chiefs so? And high? the Chiefs lost head to head to the Bengals. I, I, I'm a couple so, weeks ago. I'm so worried about them defensively and their defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola putting these defensive players in. You know, situations they shouldn't be in playing man coverage. It happened in the Bills game. He decided, let's, oh, let's go go man coverage. Next thing you know, Gabe Davis touchdown. Gabe Davis big play. You know what I mean? It happens against the Cincinnati Bengals all the time where he thinks he can play man coverage against the best wide receiver group in the National Football League, and Joe Burrow continues to eat, eat them up over and over and over again. So it's one of the main reasons why I can't put Kansas City at two. I all mean, right. All right, so I guess this is a, a uh, majority here, right, for the, uh, for well, the rankings? So well, yeah. So the 49ers will be at number two? It is, it is a bit of a majority. Does, okay. does your side have a preference between the 49ers or the Bengals at two? Well, we had the be- uh, the 49ers at like five, so. Six. We had them at six, yeah. So. Where do what? you have the Bengals? Three. We had Bengals at three. Okay. Okay, so. So, so now we're talking about the Bengals versus okay. the 49ers. I'd be good with putting the Bengals so above the, the 49ers. The, ba- the Bengals are two. All right, so the Bengals just became two, which means I would put the 49ers at three. Right, right, Harry? I, right. Have them, I have them as my three. Okay, so the, the so now the committee, we are asking the third member of our committee now that we put the Bengals. Even though it doesn't matter. We want you guys' yeah, opinion. We, yeah, we, we've got the Bengals at two now because you guys had the Bengals ranked higher than the 49ers. So now at, at three, we've got the 49ers. I've still got them above the Chiefs. I, I want to I know who who's their three. Yeah, who's you, who do you guys well, have? Yeah, well, we had Bengals at three. Okay, you had Bengals at yeah. three. Okay. okay, cool. So you so, had the Chiefs at two, Bengals at three. Correct. So right now we have the Eagles at one, we have the Bengals at two, 49ers at three, my four. Oh, you just, we just did that. All right, so the 49ers are at three. There we go. All right, yeah. we're done. Okay, so, go ahead. so my four is the Kansas City Chiefs. My four is also the Kansas City Chiefs, which would then align with you guys. Like, uh, your, your next best team would be the, the Chiefs, right, behind the glass? That would be correct, yes. Okay, so okay, we have the Eagles four. at one, the Bengals at two, the 49ers at three, and the Chiefs at four. All right. Uh, who, do they, who do you guys behind the glass? I'm starting to get I wanna, I want to know who's number yeah, five. Who do you number five? Had, well, I'll, I'll say this. For our number four, we had the Buffalo Bills at number four. Okay, you had the Bills for number four. So I'd imagine here on this list coming at number five, the Bills will be the, the natural. So the Bills are the next team that you guys have not yet put on the list. I had them at my number five anyway. Okay, so the Bills were your next team on the list. I, I'm, I'm looking back at my list for one. Let me, let me make one argument here because I had a, a, a bit of a hard time with this one. I, I do believe that the Bills are a better team than the team that I'm about to, to just throw out there. But the Cowboys are coming off of a huge win. Do we not? Like, are the Cowboys not in consideration to be above the Bills? I don't, I don't have them there. So you said the Cowboys the had a, a big win against a backup quarterback. Is that what you said, Fitz? Ooh, was that, was that it? It's getting uh, no, 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 no. This it's is the committee. The here. committee's going to tell you that the Cowboys just beat the number one team. Like we didn't, we didn't discredit the Eagles as number one, but despite the fact that they got a backup quarterback, did we? They played well enough to win with said backup. Whereas the Cowboys, I don't know how much extra credit you're giving them. Yes, it was so a the win, Cowboys but it wasn't beat the quote unquote big the, win. You just like, said yeah, they played well enough to win. It's backup. I mean, they played well enough to beat the number one team with a court backup quarterback that you just but said you, played well you, enough but to you, win. But you got to look at the, the the flip side of it. The Philadelphia Eagles drove the football to the 19 yard line of the Cowboys with an opportunity to you know facts go win that game head to head this year. The Cowboys. Head to head, have a win over the Bengals, 
and the Cowboys have a win over the Eagles. Bro, that was that was the second game of the year of the Bengals. But still, it's not even the same but, football team. But if Cincinnati, we were the college, if we were the, the Bengals gave up thirteen sacks, bro, in their first two games. If Alabama had a win in Week Two against LSU, you don't think that the committee would still hold that over them? Just remember, this is the college football playoff committee process, and now I just now I got him. Whenever Harry takes that extra second, where he's like, "Oh, dang, you got." But here's the question I'll ask you on a, on a neutral field right now: You think the Cowboys would beat the Cincinnati Bengals? No. No, I don't even think the Cowboys would necessarily beat the Bills on a neutral field. But it can't be that simple. It has to be about all the other factors. I'm an eye test guy. You're an eye test guy. Okay. All right, fine. If you guys, I've been outvoted. We can put the Bills at five. We'll put the Bills at five. It's a committee. You're outvoted. All right, I got outvoted. Who, now, at six. Who do you have, Harry? I have the Cowboys at six. Oh, you have the Cowboys at six. Okay. I have the Vikings at seven. Uh, I actually had the, the, the Bills at six and the Vikings at seven. Uh, behind the glass, who'd you guys have at six? At six, we had the San Francisco 49ers. So our final two were, were <laughs> Dallas and San Francisco. We didn't have uh, the Vikings on the list. you guys watch football? Like, what are you- well, well wait, our, our logic is you guys are putting way too much faith in Brock Purdy. Oh, okay. I don't disagree with you. Uh, yeah. So I will say this about Brock Purdy. I, the first time we did this exercise was the first week Brock started. And I put the 49ers all the way down at six. The problem is... They keep winning. I mean, I say the problem. The reason I've changed my thought on that is they keep winning even when Brock Purdy is their quarterback. And I'm starting to feel like it's a little like the Ravens were in the uh, late aughts, you know, like 2000, whatever, or 2002, 2003, when you just couldn't score on them. Like, I'm kind of convinced at this point that Pat could be the quarterback of the 49ers and maybe they would still win. I I think there's something to that. The only problem is committee style. When you stack up the quarterbacks that we have at four and five, against who we have at three, that matters a lot. The quarterbacks matter a lot in this. On a neutral so, field but, but today, also guys would you take the 49ers? Who are, guys who, sur- who surround those quarterbacks should matter as well. Yeah, I mean, on a, on a neutral field today, would you take the 49ers or would you take the Cowboys? I'm taking 49ers. I'm taking the 49ers too. Shannon, neutral field today. Cowboys, 49ers, who would you take? I would probably take neutral field. I'll take Dallas. Oh, you'll take Dallas. You're just saying that to yeah, keep this you argument. Just, you, you don't I mean, sound too confident. Say it with your chest. Put a little base behind Dallas, your voice. And, and to Pat's point, I just think, like, yes, Purdy has played great this year, but he's due for that game. He's due for that reminder of of who he is, and 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 I'm just not sold, not yet. Well, here's my thing, though. What do you mean he's due for the reminder of who he is? This is his first year in the National Football League. Uh, no, I'm saying a reminder of like, yes, to that point that this is his first year and that he's played above and beyond expectations. But I think at some point, especially as we get here towards the playoffs, he's going to come back down to earth. And I don't see Purdy taking San Francisco to the Super Bowl. And I think he's due for one of these bad games. So you're so what y'all are telling me right now is if the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys match up. Y'all have the Dallas Cowboys winning that football game? Yes. Yes, okay. correct. With but, all the skill position players that the, that the 49ers have, too? Yes. Okay. Say, and, and you also believe that Dallas Cowboys, you know, won't have too many penalties like they did in the playoff game last year? Well, Harry, um, I'm, going with, I'm going with Brock Purdy and okay. that joint. Somebody's keep reasonable keep back there. Deception. Deception amongst the ranks here. Let, let, me, let me just run this by everybody and see if it changes anybody's opinion. Since Halloween, the, the 49ers have given up 14, 16, 10, 0, 17, 7, 13, and 20. Mm. Think about that. 20 is the most anybody has been able to put up on them in over a month. My question is like, what do we really think Brock Purdy has to do? All Brock Purdy is going to have to do in this process is score, you know, like put up 17 and they're going to win. Statistically, they're going to win. They put up 17, they're going to win almost every game. I'm trying to remember how many times Dak Prescott got sacked against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it was a lot, and I 
trying to remember last year in that playoff game, San Francisco 49ers defense, particularly their defensive line, had a hell of a day rushing four. That defensive line that happens to be awesome and amazing again this year probably can't wait to get to that offensive line of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that speaks to defense, right? So it's the NFL playoff committee. And again, we're using the college football metrics on this. So we are using head-to-head good wins, bad losses, all of the things the playoff committee uses. Not just Harry uses a bunch of the eye test because this is where he stands up in the committee room and constantly says, I played the game. Uh, no, but, I don't say that. Don't do that. No, no I had to do that. <laughs> Harry like put it. his hand in the dirt. I don't hey, know if you heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Harry put his hand in the dirt. That, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so what we've come up with so far is Eagles 1, Bengals 2, 49ers 3, Chiefs 4, Cowboys 5, Bills 6. But the big debate we're having right now is, is, you know, frankly, the San Bills Francisco five. Bills 5. Sorry, Bills 5. Dak Cowboys just six. got sacked six times by the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Bosa, who leads the lead in sacks. Oh, Eric Armstead. Oh, my goodness. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, licking their chops. They can't wait to get to that Dallas offensive I, line. I mean, and now I'm sitting here thinking about Ooh. Philly. Our number one seed is Philly that has a, a problem, you know, obviously – uh, Lane Johnson being out injured, I just keep thinking about what that could mean for the playoffs. What you got, Bosa's just going to be able to go in and feast. Like I, I'm becoming more and more convinced that I wrote San Francisco off on their ability to win a Super Bowl because I just, I'm, I'm contrary to popular belief, I'm not a total moron. And the concept of Brock Purdy going on a Super Bowl run, it is just, it feels gross coming well, out my Gino mouth. Geno Smith said it early. You but, wrote him off, but the San Francisco 49ers didn't write you back, baby. Yeah, that, that, they didn't I mean, write you back, Fitz. I mean, th- there is this moment where the way that defense plays, how do you, how do you beat them? How do you beat the 49ers right I literally watched them against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I said to myself, Tom Brady and these skill position players better go to the sideline because they're literally out there trying to hurt somebody. That defense. Pat, what were you going to say? Can I jump in here on the defense thing, Fitz? Because you just went through the the, the amount of points teams have scored on them. There's one playoff team in that run, and the one that you conveniently left off was the one before Halloween, which was the Kansas City Chiefs putting up 44. Well, of course I left that game off. It didn't fit my (laughs) narrative. narrative, yeah. I mean, (laughs) all they had, all they beat, that was legit was the Chargers, and, you know, we're not even talking about them in this conversation. Okay, but but in fairness, then let's apply that same logic. The Eagles, all right, the Eagles just lost to the Cowboys. They barely beat a bad Bears team. They beat the Giants, who may or may not be any good. They, they beat a Titans team that's trash. They barely beat a Packers team that's hanging on for dear life. They beat the Colts by one. They lost to the Commanders. I mean, you can do this on across the board, like – Lost the inability to blow teams out and, and wins over bad teams have been kind of the story of the entire NFL season. I mean, look at who the Eagles have their wins against. And it's part of the reason I think we played audio from Chris Canny earlier talking about the NFC East can go on a run because or the NFC East is overrated because their strength of schedule was trash this year. Yep. I think my point was more you're talking about this 49ers defense like it's this vaunted 85 Bears defense, and it's really, there's no Pat, real They still gave up less like points. They're terrible, though, Pat. You're I, talking like they, I'm not saying they aren't I'm good. Not saying they're, they're the number one defense I don't think they're the right third now. best team in the league, though. Okay. Man, you just don't like defense. That's what we've learned about Pat. Yeah, Pat yeah. just doesn't like defense. I mean, clearly. Giving up 20 points to the Bears should be a concern for the Eagles, but we're not sitting there saying, ah, you know, like, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm with you that maybe those aren't the best teams across the board. 
but you still like you're still shutting down Tom Brady and two wide receivers that I were told earlier is one of the top five combos in the NFL, and you still <laughs> held them to seven points. Like that doesn't that doesn't have any meaning. Like I know the team hasn't looked good, but like that still has to have some meaning. Uh, you guys can chime in. Eagles one, Bengals two, 49ers three, Chiefs at four. The uh, Bills at five, Cowboys at six. The funniest part to me about that is like if you went through this exercise in the NFL right now, if it was truly college football, only the top four would make the playoffs. Yeah. So in the system we just ran, the Bills and Cowboys don't even make this thing, and we get Eagles, Chiefs in the first round, Bengals, 49ers in the second round. So mm. it just shows you how uh, how difficult the com- committee's job uh, is in the entire process. Speaking of college football, ESPN Radio's got you covered for bowl game action. Tune in Saturday for the All-State Sugar Bowl, followed by co- the college football semifinals, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, and the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, we've broken down the NFL, but we've been talking all day about the biggest story in all of sports, which is the way Luka went off. Now, we know that that got the Mavericks a win, but the question is, long-term, should Luka be looking at Dallas through a different lens? We'll analyze it next. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Hanging in for the guys. Sneak peek to Fitz and Harry that starts January 3rd, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern every day on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And look, I, I can't pretend to control anything that Harry wants to do. You know, the, the, there, there are moments, just, you know, walking through the studio. And we were talking earlier about Russ. The, 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 uh, Russ, who loves the Knicks. But first thing I'm going to say, Russ, well, first of all, welcome to Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Glad to have you on. Sit up in your seats straight, folks. Oh, my God. Good, mo- good morning, fellas. You know, you're not going to slouch morning. in your seat. Good you morning, know? fellas. You're not going to slouch. Sit up in your seat. Stage manager Russ, by the way. Stage uh, manager Russ. Now, when you guys met here at Seaport? Yeah, that's my boy. Okay. Russ is my boy now. Russ is my boy. He's my guy. 
Now, I, I got to go through some text messages because Russ is a oh huge Knicks fan, and we have been talking about Luka Doncic all day long. And the performance that he was able to put on against who? Who's your team again, Russ? The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. Say it loudly. Don't whisper it. You don't whisper Bing it all the other time. Now, the reason why I want to bring Knicks, uh, Russ on this show is because let me go through some text messages. Oh, my Knicks dominated your Hawks. Oh, don't sleep on the Knicks. That's a different day. Another day. Don't sleep on the Knicks. Another day. Stand up, New York. Another day. Six straight. Good morning. Picture of the Knicks right here. Let me see. What now? Wow. Russ, this is getting great. My popcorn tastes great tonight. Another one. As he puts. That's a good. That's as he puts tweet. DJ Khaled right there. Now, oh. Russ, things haven't gone so well the last few games for the Knicks. Christmas Day, they're going against the Philadelphia 76ers. For some reason, they let Niang hit four threes in the fourth quarter. Yes, I'm bringing it back to your attention. Russ, you're going to take this pain today because I think it's, it's, it's greatly appreciated and warranted because of you. Now, Christmas Day wasn't good for you because the Knicks lost. But last night, Luka Doncic hit 60 points. Not 60 points. 60 points. 21 rebounds. 10 assists. In a, a very historic night in the National Basketball Association. Now, Russ, what's so historic about this right now at this moment with you joining the show is that he did it against your New York Knickerbockers, Russ. And I'm glad to have you in this seat right now because you yourself can talk about your Knicks. What do you have to say about that performance last night by Luca? Well, I did say to you this morning, no mm-hmm. comment. Yeah. And I get into the studio, all the crew... Russ, Harry wants to see you. Harry wants to see you. Harry wants to see you. Harry's been talking about you. I'm like, what's going on? I wrote no comment. <laughs> no comment, I wrote. And yes, those text messages are true because he didn't give you the other side of the text messages when he's egging us on about being a New York Knicks fan and being loyal to a team. Why don't you read your side of it, Harry? No, it's not about me oh, right oh, now. It's about you. Also, I, I'm going I'm to tag in and help Russ yeah, for a second. Thanks so much. Here. Appreciate you know, it. I, because you know, I'm, I'm here to help you, my friend. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention in the Sports Center update is that the Pacers beat the Hawks last night, one twenty nine to one fourteen, which keeps Atlanta ranked ninth in the East, below the Knicks, who are sixth in the Thank East. You for that. I'm just reminding you that like it wasn't oh, just a rough night for one right team; now. it was yeah. a rough night for two teams you know last night. You have a you have a great point because the Knicks are trying to get back to the playoffs, in which the Atlanta Hawks made. Last year, but then the year before. Wait, wait, wait. You uh, told me earlier. I can't talk about last year. Last year doesn't matter. It's my moment now because we're talking about Hawks and Knicks. And the (laughs) year before last year, when both the Knicks and the Hawks made the playoffs, in the first round, Trey Young sent y'all home. Yeah, ice cold. In Madison Square Garden, ice cold. So mad that he had Tracy Morgan. Last time Tracy Morgan was here uh, doing first take was in the green room. And he said, I don't like that from Trey Young. I don't like that. I don't like that he's doing taking bows and doing all that in front of the guard. Pretty good, Tracy Morgan. That's what he said. I don't I like, like Tracy that. Tracy Morgan, loyal Nick fan. Yeah, he is. Fat Joe, loyal Nick fan. He is. Uh, but, but but what is it, Harry? What is it about a Nick fan you don't like? No, 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 no. I love the Knicks. Oh, I, wait, what? No, no, no. I love the Knicks I, because my brother played. My brother got drafted in okay, 2009, okay. first round to the Knicks. This is the first time I'm hearing. He this. played there for a few years, so I love the Knicks organization. It's just you know when my Hawks play them. I don't love anything about him. Question: Did, did you, you take the night? did Did you take the Hawks? Did you take the day off after the Hawks beat the Knicks to go to the banner raising <laughs> ceremony? 
I, I just didn't know because you're talking about it like they're raising a banner over beating the Knicks in the playoffs. I mean, they, now we can get on your Raiders if we want to now. I, I, I don't <laughs> know. Wow. Just don't get on your Raiders. Now. Flipping topics. Look at you. Harry. I mean, get on your Raiders. Harry, if, we want to. if, if we right want now. to go back to just fandom, last time I checked, the Raiders have more Super Bowls than the Titans or the Falcons do. <laughs> so if we're just going to go back all the way back in history. Since we can get with, look, I'm a fan of a bad team. You cannot out trash talk me because I am used to having to wiggle around. At least we're the Falcons. Building. At least the Falcons and the Titans have been to a conference championship in the Super Bowl recently. Look, I'm oh, born I mean, in... Look, at the end of the day, I won't lie. I'm a Nick fan. Blue and orange. Since the day I was born, my uncle was a season ticket holder, went to every game when I was a kid. I will continue to be a Knicks fan. I will continue to take the abuse. But watch, Harry. Watch. <laughs> we will make the playoffs. Listen, I'm not, but, look, look, I'm but not Russell, looking for but a Russell title. Knows this. He's one of my favorite human beings at ESPN. And I love our relationship because, you know, we, we, we talk mess to each other. We have fun. But Russ knows he literally is one of my favorite people. And I will say, uh, kudos to you. Thanks for coming on, Russ. Yeah, I mean, everyone, literally everyone started approaching me. I just got in the building, maybe 925. Harry wants to see you. Harry wants to see you. I usually have breakfast at this time, Harry. Uh, look, you took away my breakfast. We'll, we'll let well, you get to Russ, work. I've been up since 245 a.m. because of a fire alarm at the hotel. I don't oh, care nothing about you and your breakfast right but now. you're oh smiling. you probably coming to work. I'm going to get I Russ. Do, you, I'm going to get Russ. I'm going to cancel you all segments get Russ in here. <laughs> Look, we, you know, I appreciate all the hard work. And by the way, it's not easy just to pop on a microphone. Not everybody wants to do no, that no, in life. No, 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 no. I appreciate but you coming in. And, I would and, be very, but if it was the other way around, mm-hmm. oh, trust me, can I just be very honest? I did have a text <laughs> planned in the last 90 seconds of the game, which I'm sure you didn't watch the whole game because I'm sure you went to bed early. I had a whole text to send you, and I was like, Damn it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? My boy be ready to get me. I, you know what? Keep getting. He de- he needs it. Thank we you. appreciate you hanging out with us. And, uh, Love you, man. Uh, that, that, that's, you know. that's good work by Russ. Everybody give stage, hand, uh, stage manager Russ a, Thank you, a everyone. massive I round of applause. Are you not entertained? And, uh, this is the quietest I've ever seen Russ. Well, I, I mean, the, like because we all know that sometimes you just got to take your lumps and let it go. Yeah. Plus, you're like an Energizer bunny. Most of us just hope that eventually the batteries wear out and then we can take advantage of it when you're like. You're, you're, Never. Can I just no. jump in really quick? Yeah. What happens? if the Knicks did win last night. Oh, we're not even talking about it. This would not be happening right now. You would say, Russ, stay away from me. Don't talk to me, If Russ. If the Knicks won last if night. If was a fifth, we'll all be drunk right now. <laughs> or one of our favorite uh, things on this show. If my aunt had grapefruits, she'd be my uncle. That's I got, a, I that's got a, grapefruits you know, right over there. That right there. Everywhere, we, we've, we've got grapefruits. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us, Russ. Uh, and, and as Harry mentioned, Harry, I'm on first you know, take today, too. Uh, Harry's a little punch, uh, punch said, drunk oh, today. He's salty right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry's a little punch drunk today. The uh, fire alarm in the hotel. Uh, you know, had, had, This is sleep free, Harry. But uh, Don't forget, you can check him out hanging out on first take today. So that'll be, uh, that'll be a delight. We were supposed to talk about how patient Luca should be with the Mavs, but, uh, you know, forget it. We, yeah, at this that, point, that performance by Luca, though, which is. Uh, Never been done in NBA history against the New York Knickerbockers. Russ's team was just phenomenal. As Russ, you know, walks off. Russ, it was good to have you on, my man. Love you, bud. All right, bud. All right. So uh, it was a historic night right, for Luca. It was a historic day for this show. Is now we're just. Uh, and by the way, for the the peek behind the curtain, you should know is that Russ said several times while I was reading Sports Center that he did not want to sit in front of a microphone. And Harry Harry Douglas went full like mom. Harry Douglas was like, you will sit in that chair and you will come over here and talk. So uh, good for Russ on participating. And uh, I feel bad about bringing the Hawks up, Harry. I love you anyway. Uh, the college football playoff gets underway this weekend. Lots of breakdown there. Obviously, you can check out the action on ESPN Radio. But importantly, 
Which head coach in the college football playoff actually has the most pressure to win it all? We'll answer that as we preview the games. But first, Harry, got to tell you about O'Reilly. It will be when we come back because I cannot find the O'Reilly. Well, what? I mean, there we, I, 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 we'll talk about O'Reilly later. Then that's what we're <laughs> going to do. We'll also tell you which college football playoff coach has the most pressure. It's off the rails on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Man, it's not that, none of that story is an exaggeration. The, uh, the, the fire alarm went off for over two hours in the hotel this morning. <laughs> and now Harry Douglas is going to find that second level of energy as he, like, I don't know, like, my, my guy's going to have to have an extra sprite before he goes over to first take today. By the way, looking dapper, I like the tie and a, a very clean, classic white shoe by you today. Appreciate that, man. Usually I, I don't have, I only have about like 40 seconds to go from here to first take, but I'm not actually starting out. Um, on the first part of the show. So I have about, you know, 10 minutes to get myself together and get a Sprite. You know how much I love Sprite. You know, probably go in there, grab me some Honey Nut Cheerios, eat them dry, no milk, get a little bit more fuel. You got to put gas yeah, in the we, tank, man. Uh, well, our, our relationship has taken a real hit the last couple of days because there's a cabinet here that has some cereal in it. taking a hit. And, being and, dramatic. Well, I mean, it, it had. Like, he, he took pops over <laughs> over uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. Like, there's, there's, there's no way that anybody ever takes pops over... Uh, Honey Nut Cheerios, like Honey Nut Cheerios. And his point, very valid one, was that he didn't buy the Honey Nut Cheerios. I told him, I was like, you're Harry Douglas, man. You got that NFL bag. You just throw like two $1 bills in the box, and then when somebody's pouring it, they're like, oh, well, at least they paid for some cereal. Well, yeah, like like, I like to buy stuff for early in the mornings because it's not many restaurants are going to be open at the time we get up and come over here to do KJM. So, you know, I bought the Pops about a month ago. I bought me some bagels, set them in the refrigerator and everything. Now, my bagels kind of diminished a little bit. Somebody's been eating those. Uh, somebody's also been eating the pops, but it's okay because I don't mind because I bought it for everybody. Now, I don't know whoever bought the Honey Cheerios. I, I, I didn't know if they bought those for everyone, so that's why I didn't want to go into that that box. College Football Bowl Talk is, is brought to you by Princess Cruises. I love this boat! 
I love talking college football. And uh, look, there is a massive amount of uh, pressure coming into this weekend in both of these games. For anyone not paying attention, ESPN Radio's got you covered for bowl game action. You can tune in today for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl presented, uh, followed by the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Coverage begins at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Uh, when you start talking about what we're going to get uh, on New Year's Eve, not only are Harry and I going to bring the New Year in together working on college football, we will be at the Peach Bowl, which is the site of Georgia-Ohio State. The other playoff game that you have earlier in the day is the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, and that is TCU in Michigan. And Harry, there's a real conversation about pressure here. Maurice Claret, former Ohio State running back, superstar, was on Candy and Carlin and said this about Ohio State, Ryan Day, and this moment. I'm rooting for Ryan Day, but I purposely make these comments uh, on purpose, hoping that they get to him. I hope they get to him, and I hope it infuriates him, and I hope that he knows that this is a major moment. He can uh, make something for his legacy. I hope the players know as well that they can they can make something of themselves because the stakes are high and the moment is important and everybody's watching you. And now it's like, what do you want to do? This is what you train for. This is what you run through stand fits for. This is what you run heels for. This is why you lift weights. This is why you do 6 a.m. This is it. Like, there's nothing better than this. Like, you, you get a chance to have a significant moment where you can display your coaching talent and your physical talents on the field over four quarters. And now everything that you want to become and how you want to be remembered, you have the moment to do it. Yeah, it is a big moment. There's a lot of pressure on it to me. Harry, because Ryan Day, uh, the the last taste in the mouth of Ohio State fans is getting their butts whooped by Michigan, right? Yep. And so now you go into a playoff matchup against the defending undefeated national champions, right? Like, you got a team that has had a different level of swagger that has completely reloaded on the defensive side of the ball uh, almost immediately. Jalen Carter, somebody that I think is going to be a top three or four draft pick, uh, is an absolute beast in the middle of that defensive line. Like, it's a lot for Ohio State to handle. And if they get blown out in this game... Man, Ohio State fans are going to be yelling. I think it's a must win for Ryan Day. You got to look at, you know, how Ryan Day got the job. You know, Urban Meyer. Um, I think Urban Meyer had to step down, right? Did yeah, he step Urban down? Meyer yeah. stepped he stepped, down. He stepped down, and then Ryan Day took over. So it's not like he scratched and called. I'm not saying that he wasn't an assistant before and had to, you know, go through the ranks, but. It's not like, you know, some coaches, they got to build from the ground up and build a winning program. He walked right into success with this program. Now, you look at the last two years losing to Michigan, and that's one game you really don't want to lose if you're the head coach of Ohio State. Uh, Doing that last year in a deciding physical fashion and in the same way this year as well. But then you look at last year, Georgia Bulldogs, and how they decisively beat the hell out of the Michigan Wolverines in the college football uh, semifinals. They had a lot of talent. That get that, that got sent off to the National Football League. You come in this year. What is everybody talking about? Stetson Bennett, um, Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, who's not going to be playing in this game, but is going to be a hell of a pro. Keely Ringo, right? Possibly going in the first round, the secondary player for the Georgia Bulldogs. And the Georgia Bulldogs repeating. If you're able to knock them off, who everybody right now is favorite to win the national championship and then get an opportunity, say Michigan wins against TCU, to avenge that loss for from this season and last season to play for the national championship, you can cement yourself and put yourself in a different light from a lot of other coaches in college football by doing so. Yeah, and what's difficult about this is you win and your, your platform's going to raise. Yeah. You get blown out and there's going to be real question marks. And I, I cannot say this loud enough. 
Ohio State lost, I think, to Michigan in part because they were wildly outcoached. They tried to change their defensive game plan going into that game to take advantage of some things that they saw from J.J. McCarthy specifically against different coverages. And and, tackles. Yeah, guys were running into each other. because the right gaps. Right, and so I'm looking at a team that's had a month, more months at this point, to, to sit here and think about that, right? Like, it's just been ingrained. They've had time to get ready for this. Like, this is the, the biggest thing about the college football semifinal is we really find out which coaches are doing the best job with their team because you come in with so much time to prep for this game, you should see the absolute best version of yourselves on this weekend. So if Ohio State comes out and they look lost, if they come out and they get outcoached, if they come out and they look confused, any of those things that could happen, then there's going to be real question marks about Ryan Day, especially in a world where the, the gossip machine wants to try and find a way to take Mike Vrabel and put him at the Ohio State job. And that was another point I was going to make. But you also you look at this game, right? You look at matchups. What does Ohio State like to do? They like the vertical pass game. Georgia in that light one time already this season against the Tennessee Volunteers who had to blitz the cough winner and Jalen Hyatt. Tennessee loved the vertical passing game. They negated that with two things. Number one, they're rushing Jalen Carter and those guys up front, but also their back end with Keely Ringo, with Starks and Lassiter. Those guys really stepped up to the plate and was forcing him to hook her to methodically work the football down the field to the point where he got impatient, and that's when you've seen the interception by Keely Ringo. Now, against LSU in the SEC championship game, Georgia kind of struggled a little bit on the back end with Jaden Daniels in the passing game. But with Kirby Smart being and Will Muschamp being able to have this much time to prepare for a game of this, number one, this magnitude, but that passing game for C.J. Stroud because he does have a quarterback arm and make uh, NFL throws, I think this is another opportunity for that defense of Georgia, too, in that secondary to step up and say, guys, nope, we are not the weakest link on this defense. Yeah, C.J. Stroud is somebody that, you know, is obviously flying up draft boards. Everybody loves him. In the game against Michigan, he was 4 for 12 for 81 yards and a touchdown with two picks on third down. Like, when you talk about needing to be able to prove who you are as a quarterback, especially when you're proving it not just for Saturday, but also for Sunday, you have got to be able to play better on third down, particularly if you want to show everybody why you are that that guy, why you are the person that you should build a franchise around. Like, I think there's a real statement moment for C.J. Stroud in this also. So, my two things that my knock on C.J. Stroud this season, number one, trying to be too much of a passion, not rushing. Number two, when you looked at Ohio State in big-time moments when they were down, when they faced adverse situations, it wasn't C.J. Stroud that pulled them through. It was that defense. It was also the running game. Now, can C.J. Stroud do it against Georgia in this matchup if those adverse situations arise? Yeah. And it's such a different version of Georgia that we get right now. It, it just, Georgia this year has had so much swagger. ESPN Radio's got you covered again. Bowl game action. Tune in Saturday for the All-State Sugar Bowl, followed by the college football semifinals, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, and the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Harry's got to go over to do first take. Be sure to check him out there. I'll be back here tomorrow hanging out in this spot. Thanks for hanging out. Be sure to check out Fitz and Harry starting January 3rd. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.